and welcome back to another episode of Love at First Psych, a Psych First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jake Christie, joined as always by Andre Barrera. Andre, how are you? Hey, Jake, I'm good. I survived the hurricane this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I survived my first fantasy football draft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I imagine that, I I mean, having spoken with you after one of the fantasy drafts you had like, a couple years ago, I imagine that uh, the fantasy draft might have been more dangerous for your health and safety. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, it was interesting because typically it's 10 of us um, mm-hmm. and then our significant others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only six of us were able to go because my sister and my brother-in-law, who are two members, they mm-hmm. are <clears throat> they went to Mexico. My other friend just had twins a week mm. before the draft, and then the other one is just a scumbag, so it didn't work yeah. out. So it was six guys. We Airbnb beat a house. Mm-hmm. I borderline wanted it to like uh, turn into like a bodies, bodies, bodies situation. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, it did not turn out to be that way. But uh, yeah, it was great. Okay, that's nice. Uh, yeah, um, I did Molly. I'm, it was great. I mean, and did that affect your picks, or was that after the draft? No, funny enough. No, I did it during the draft. But funny enough, I ended up falling asleep at midnight, and mm. everybody else was awake till like six a.m. So, well, that uh, drug will do that to you. No, yeah. not that one. Oh, fair. I mean, I don't have any experience with anything other than marijuana, and frankly, I I can't because I just I, I'll get addicted to something. Yeah, I don't have. I just know myself. I mean, based on the way I like the fact that like. Sh- just sugar and brings me to my knees is like i can't <laughs> i can't fuck around with uh, anything harder um but yeah, anyway don't. we're here to talk about something that is more dangerous than any drug fire because we're talking about earth wind and wait for it and that's um it. yeah and uh yeah i mean i have a question did you ever want to be a fireman when you were a kid uh no but i also never like had a field trip to go to like a firehouse i feel like if yeah, i would have I. I probably would have it's a job that is cool on its face, but I think that um, it's just so it's, you know, I understand why people do it and it's a good job. And, you know, also, also around the time when I was actually like on the verge of like starting a career, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. when I was like in high school, 9-11 mm-hmm. happened. So that kind of yeah. really just uh, turned me off on the idea. Let's just yeah. say. Yeah, I I mean, for me, even if I wanted to, I can just say that like the amount of passive aggression that would come from my mother if I told her I was going to go be a firefighter, she'd be like, well, I just, I mean, I don't know why you want me to have to bury one of my sons. Like, that's that's probably what you would say to me. I don't need that. That makes total sense. Yeah. Um, But, yes, of course. But the thing about being a firefighter, it's a good job. It's a lot of, you know, most of it is not obviously fighting fires. Most of it is doing other stuff. But uh, anyway, this episode's about that. We start off with Henry lighting up the grill. He's got a nice charcoal grill because, I mean, he de- that doesn't surprise you at all. He definitely seems like a guy who would go with char- charcoal over uh, propane. Um, Was and, there, uh, were there propane gil- grills back then? I think so. I think propane. I mean, I can, let me see. I mean, propane grills. Propane grill invention. Um, yeah, they were back. They, they, they became... Uh, they were invented in the 30s and became pretty widely adopted in the 60s. So yeah, they were around. Wow, I only ever had charcoal grills until like I don't know. Maybe I mean, mid-90s. King of the Hill was make was about propane, and that's in the 90s. So I mean, it's not. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking at it. It's. I mean, they might have been less common, but you know. Uh, anyway, uh, I get. I bet that he still talks about. He probably doesn't like propane these days. Anyway, I mean, do you think Henry Spencer's a propane guy? I don't think so. Mm, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe for the stigma of buying coal. You know what he? I, I think he probably likes to think that he's doing something fancy by like he's like, if you have propane, I mean, just but this, I just throw the soaked applewood chips in there and I get the apple. You know what I mean? I feel like he's into that. Okay. Do you think I'm okay? Mm-hmm. Obviously, like people are biased in like however they grill, but do you think that there is like a different flavor? Truly, like do really? I think there is a different flavor? Yes, I do. Do I think that the hardness of that the difficulty in controlling and keeping consistent heat with charcoal is worth the minor difference in flavor? Absolutely not. No, I'm a propane guy all the way because it's just like it's not worth the headache. Like when when my family had a charcoal grill growing up, and then when we um, moved to a, our second house in Florida when I was ten. We got a big propane grill and it's just like the amount of like when we had a charcoal grill, 
it would be like a thing only on certain days if we were doing like burgers with like cousins over or something would we use the charcoal whereas we have a propane grill especially if you have like grill mats or whatever that you can clean you can grill any night of the week like it's just so much easier you know i don't even know what a grill mat is but yeah sure. it's like a plastic it's like basically like a metal sheet kind of that um if you're cooking like fish or something you put it down so that the stuff doesn't fall through the grates and get dirty and stuff oh okay yeah i think we need that at my yeah. mom's house they're very nice to have i mean you don't want to do them for like pieces that you want some burn marks on but things like fish and different types of chicken that are that you're not looking necessarily for like fire the roasted char. skin yeah if you don't need the char it's a really good way like fish is the number one because fish also has so much fat in it that it causes a lot of flare-ups and um yes yes absolutely I come from a very big grilling family. Like we would grill probably two nights. Clearly, a sorry, I, I don't want to. But yeah, I think a lot about this. Which is one thing I hate about being in an apartment in New York is that you can't grill. We actually had a grill when me and my brothers lived together. We had an illegal grill on our tiny balcony um, that was left by the previous owners, and we just we used it you know a couple times a week. I'll do you better. When I was in college, my the only semester that I ever dormed, mm-hmm. um, my roommate would grill in in our room, and he'd grill fish. He's a real sick. Damn. He was, he was from like the border of California and Oregon. So he was like, he went to like a high school where like 25 people graduated in his class. So just had to tell you like the, the level. Shout out to Chris Whedon, wherever you are. Shout out to that man. Um, but, you know, Henry's grilling and then Sean comes up and he tries to put out the, uh, the fire on the grill because he is wearing a fireman hat. Apparently, Fireman Paul just visited his school and uh, now Sean wants to be a fireman. Yeah, um, yeah. I think if like that would have happened, like when I was a kid, I think I probably would have like gone the same way. Also, I, I mean, as we find out later, um, I did go on the backdraft ride a lot at Universal Studios, and I was a big fan yeah. of it. Um, I, I kind of like fire. It's like not quite mm-hmm. a pyromaniac, but I think that shit is fun. And yeah, um, by the grace of God, I haven't like ever got really burnt myself ever yeah. in my life. So yeah, yeah. And so, you know, Henry says something, which I think is, like, the sign of being a bad parent, to be frank, is saying you don't want to be a fireman because you want to be a cop. Like, you don't... Like, I just don't understand how Henry does it in hindsight. realize, wait, maybe the reason he's not a cop is because I kept telling him that's what he wanted to do. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a really... It's a real tough uh, look now, yeah. <laughs> obviously. I mean, and, and, and obviously, back in the day, I understand that, like, it's a newer thing for it to be problematic. But it is also just, like, a bad way of getting someone to do something. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. I mean, um... You know, I, I would think like maybe more like a single, not a single father because, well, I guess he was a single father, right? Cause not at that like, point. No, his mom didn't leave until Sean was 18. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, then, yeah, that's that's irresponsible. But, um, you know, I, I can't really fault uh, a man of that age and that generation for necessarily no. wanting to, um, you know, pass on uh, the the profession to yeah. him. I don't know if his I, grandfather yes. was a cop. Did they ever say that? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Okay, um, okay. I mean, the bigger thing is just some, I think that like, it would be one thing if it's like, you don't want to be a fireman, you want to do something more successful than that, but specifically a cop, it's like, okay, I mean, anyway, he shot, uh, Henry also compared himself to Dirty Harry, which is, you know, not great, um, and uh, Sean right. brings up that Smokey the Bear is the one famous uh, firefighter, because this, of course, is before Backdraft came out, um, and, right. uh, and so, yeah, and we then, Henry tells him, Henry tells him that, like, you want to be, like, basically, he's not a real person. Not only is he not a real person, he's a bear. Bear shit in the woods. And is that the kind of person that you want to be? Which, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. It's not. So we cut to an old building. Someone's lighting it on fire. You know, they got some liquor, some cigarettes. Um, and yeah, you know, classic uh, setup of uh, a fire. Yeah, I couldn't see shit because like maybe it was like daytime when I was watching and I had a crazy glare, but I couldn't see a fucking thing. Well, I'm telling you what was there. And then we cut oh, to you. the station. And Sean and Gus are freaking out because the chief's blinds are closed. And Jules fills him in that there's someone from the fire department because there was a building burned down under suspicious circumstances. And, of course, because Sean and Gus don't respect boundaries, uh, they barge into the meeting. Yeah, they barge into the meeting, and Lasser is in there. And uh, who we find out later is Morgan Conrad, who mm-hmm. was... Uh, one of like the short-lived detectives, side detectives on uh, Law and Order, the original. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like in the late yeah. run, the later yeah, run of it, right? Later run. I liked her though. I, I never had a problem with her. Mm. Yes, and also the thing is, like, it's it's weird. Like, this is, 
as I was rewatching, I'm like, this character in this day and age, like watching it with 2023 eyes, it's like, oh, this character clearly is neurodivergent of some kind. <laughs> like they play, it's like they kind of make her seem like she's weird, but I think she clearly is, you know, someone on the spectrum, not in a bad way, but you know, Wait, maybe really? Henry, but I that's the way I read her character. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm all, maybe I'm sensitive for that, but I definitely I read that. Not at all. I read that she she just seemed very strange in a way that I think, you know, the thing is, I would say that maybe not that the character actually is, but I feel like it has a lot of the hallmarks of this day and age when you're trying to show that. The way that, like, the way she talks specifically. The, her pattern of speech feels like a TV character trying to play on the spectrum. At least that's the way I read it. But I, you know, weird, so. I think you're, yeah, I think that's a strange take. I don't think I ever saw it like that at all. But and you know what I, you know, I as I was watching it, I'm like, Jake, you shouldn't say this take, and then I said it, which you know, this is why you do the pod. Um, anyway, they come in, and uh, yeah, she's the city inspector for arson, and Sean says he's available, um, both for dating and for that, and um, apparently Lassie's skeptical that it's arson, and she's not. Well, because I mean, his reasoning is that arsonists are, or, sorry, arsonists detectives or i don't know how you would even say arson that. investigators uh, arson yeah inspectors uh always wanted to be arson obviously um because i can't imagine a lot of shit gets burned down in santa barbara maybe i'm wrong no. but who knows um so yeah he's automatically skeptical that that's the case and mm-hmm. sean volunteers to get the files that she needs uh mm-hmm. over to her yeah and lassie is annoyed because sean loves to use um I guess in like in a very fitting way, he loves to use the legal jargon, like courtroom. Yes, he uses jargon. courtroom jargon uh, in yeah. order to you know distract. So one thing leads to another. They go to this burned down building on Bendetto Street, and um, it's they're at the site, and her supervisor, Army Johnson, uh, played by Richard Real, who I like to think of as uh, we have Wilford Brimley at home. Um, okay. I thought it was Wilfred Brimley for the longest time. Even like yeah. on what show was he on? Was he on Everybody's Love Raymond? He might he might have been. I but he, he definitely looks like Blood. I mean, he's like ten years like ten or more years younger than Wilfred Brimley, but he just looks so much like him. No, but he uh, he was like on a, one of those like TV shows. Okay, he was definitely in Office Space. I know that, but I think he was like in Two and a Half Men. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm fine. Just, uh, he was in. He was in this show that like had a lot of episodes. I know that. Um, I'm looking for you. Um, he was on 45 episodes of Grounded for Life. I mean, that's the one, maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. And he's not Wilfred Brimley, though. No, but it's weird that he was in 17 episodes of The Legend of Korra, which, yeah. Go for him. I mean, he, people like that show. Um, I, I never seen it, but. Um, mm, shouts to him. And so, yeah, they get, and Army Johnson comes in. It's basically like, well, I supported you because we support rookies, but this is not a, the last time we had an arsonist. This I was still riding on these fire trucks, so you know, he's uh, he's very dismissive. Yeah, everyone seems to uh, be very dismissive of her in general. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be the common theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, she disagrees, and he kind of like you know puts her in check, and you know. Uh, that doesn't stop Sean from still believing that there is something mm-hmm. suspicious going on. He notices something right away. Mm-hmm. Um, he notices a, um, well, okay. Sorry. Let's take that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name again? In the, in the, oh, Army Johnson. Army Johnson says that on top of the fact that like, he thinks that it is just, you know, uh, an accidental fire. There's no fire insurance on the building. So yeah. no one stands to profit on the building burning down. So mm-hmm. that seems to be, the yes. what they're running with but what does sean notice he notices a like uh, a false wall a... no it's a wall that doesn't have any insulation in it correct which uh yeah that's would be what you uh, for an exterior wall you would have insulation for it. that just you know and so he grabs a pipe and he opens it up and what falls out but uh, a skull a dead body a person was dead in there correct uh and yeah, so it looks like it's not just arson that's coming that that's going on; it's murder. So yes, and also a, p- a detail that's mentioned by Morgan is that there was a sweet smell, which is, is what accelerants smell like. But anyway, we'll get back to that. Um, and I'm so, like a minute of credits. Yes, we do. Which I think means that they didn't have enough footage uh, for the episode. Um, okay, gotcha. It's kind of like how you ever notice, and it's something you'll you notice 
once uh, you know to look for it. But you know the reason why Saturday Night Live has those bits where they'll just cut in for like nope. 20 seconds with the band? Nope. Well, you never watch Saturday not. Night Live live? Nope. Never? Never. I've never, never seen mind. Saturday Night Live ever in my life. Well, that's weird. Um, I mean, it is weird. It's not bad, but it is weird. Um, but anyway, for the listeners... When they cut to those like 20 second clips of the band just playing, it's because since it's a live show, but the sketches might take a few seconds longer or shorter, they build in 10 to 25 second bits with the band playing so they can adjust for how long the episode needs to be. That's for every, that for the 99% of people uh, in the United States of America who have seen an episode that's for that Saturday Night Live. That's for them. Anyway, the, thank you. Now, this person who is killed, uh, they of course burned to death because of the fire, right? Yeah, and he probably never watched uh, Saturday Night Live either, I would guess. Um, but yeah, the answer to my question was no, I was teeing you up to say no. (laughs) I know they established that it's a man first of all, Mm -hmm. his pelvic girdle. Um, didn't know Mm -hmm. that was a thing. Um, but no, he didn't burn to death or well, he might have, I actually, I'm not, he definitely didn't because he was dead for a decade. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was shot. He had a 22 slug in him and then he just, Mm -hmm. you know, he was found in the, he was burnt. His body was eventually burnt down. Yes. Um, and not only that, but they, the, judging from the trajectory of the bullet, it came from above. So Lassiter determines, determines that uh, he was killed execution style, like bent mm-hmm. over. And yes. so it looks like, yeah, it was like yeah. some real shit. Yep. And uh, Morgan shows her uh, I Told You So face, which is very similar to I Thought This Was Going to Be a New Episode of Lone Order, but it's a rerun face. You know, good I like little that. reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sean says that it, they're arguing whether who runs lead because it's an arson and a murder. And Sean says the portmanteau should be an assassin, which this is one of those examples where the first draft is the best. Everything he says after assassin is much worse. You know what I mean? It's really it's kind of annoying that he keeps trying to fix it when assassin is obviously the best one. Assassin is like by far the best one. Yeah, yeah. Like arsonist is terrible, and we'll get to some of the other ones, but. Um, and yeah, they also found methyl benzene, which benzene is one of the main, uh, basically like accelerants for fires. Um, yeah, they found the skeleton had traces of that, and you can buy that pretty much anywhere. So, yes. and it, yeah. it is, I, I forget what crime show I saw it once, but I think it actually is like the most common for malicious fires. It's like really, because uh, it's like the most, I think it might be like the most flammable thing you can buy on over the like, counter as a consumer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Uh, Sean does a great come here often. A, a come here often joke is always always welcome with the, with the skull. Um, and uh, then Morgan is on the case, uh, but she walks. She's a speed walker. Um, what's your opinion? You ever you ever like walk with someone and they walk in too fast and it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, you know, I find that more more people do that in New York than anywhere else. For sure. Like I'm not a slow walker by any means because my older brother is a slow walker. He's like we I've mocked him before, but he like he basically has the he walks at the speed of if he has flip flops on at all times, if <laughs> like even when he doesn't. Um, yeah, yeah. But like my dad is a big speed walker in a way where it's like Jesus man, like it's not. If I'm alone, I'll walk fast because I I don't have anyone to talk to. But like there's like if you're talk with people, you gotta be considerate. I don't know what my point of this is here, but. No, I, I mean, I typically walk fast. Um, my sister is like a real bitch about it because like, you know, she forgot that she lived in L.A. for like half of her life. So she's mm. subscribed to the idea of like the annoying New Yorker who bitches about everybody else who walks too slowly or or stands on yeah. the wrong side of the escalator or does all these things. I yeah. fucking hate New Yorkers for that. Shit, I honestly. don't. And, and I think you know this about me. I'm not someone who does that by nature. I, I don't, you know. No, of course I, not. Nobody does. Yeah. No, I I think that like, because although I do live in New York and I have at this point lived in New York for almost as long as I lived in Florida. I mean, in my life total, but like I really consider where I grew up in New York until I was nine, not New York City, because it's like it's not it was the suburbs. But um, I just feel like I don't. The biggest thing is I just don't care enough about other people's behavior. Like, you know, the, the biggest thing about it is I think that the thing that annoys me about New Yorkers, which I assume is the same thing, is that. If someone is doing something that is harming you in some way, fine, get annoyed with them. But I just, I, the, I have enough actual problems in my real life to ever actually get worked up over a stranger's behavior that has nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's just, I don't care. And and if there's like an easy way for you to get out of it, because like, yeah, guess what? The world doesn't revolve around the way you do things. Yeah. So and, and thing too is, one thing that's really annoying too is like, whenever people get angry at someone for standing in the middle of the sidewalk, like looking at something, it's like, 
bro, like, you don't do that. Everyone does that. You just don't notice you're doing it because you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, Correct. how many times have you, like, thought you walked by something and had to look at your phone to double check? But this goes, oh, someone else does it. It's the fucking end of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking um, Yeah, I know. And, I mean, that's why I'm so, I thank my mom every day that we moved to Florida because I would have been obnoxious. Like, I was an obnoxious kid because everyone who lives in suburban New York is obnoxious because it's a bunch of people who care more about, you know, their son doing well in, uh, you know, school events than they do having a loving family. Um, and so, I mean, by, 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 what I, what I mean by that is you, they care more about their kids being impressive to the other moms than they do about having a stable, nice home life. Um, and so I'm glad I moved to Florida because that made me more empathetic and, uh, patient with people because you know what place is very patient with a lot of slow walkers, Florida. And you know what's fine about it? That it's fine. No one cares. And people still get places. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to be there next week, baby. I mean, yeah. Uh, you so you, did you tell me where you were uh, staying? I'm saying on don't don't give, don't just don't dox yourself. Sorry, I asked you. Did you tell me what you were saying? You can I tell mean, me. No, one, no one's okay. listening. Fair, fair, fair. What are you saying? Eighty-five hundred four Universal Boulevard. I'm right by Pirate Cove's Adventure Golf. Oh, I know exactly where that is. Yeah, I mean, I've actually, I've, I've, I've actually golfed it there. I think. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's where I'm staying. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some recommendations for how long you're gonna, gonna be there. Literally, just fucking like twenty eight hours. Well, I'll get you a place to eat. Would that be something you'd look want? want? Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, damn. I'm right by Yard House and Howl at the Moon? Oh, my God. Yeah. I was just going to Howl at the Moon. Oh, uh, I mean, I, I'll ask Kevin and Michael if they... Uh, um, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'm like 20 minutes... Ooh, I'm right by the airport, actually. Oh, that kind of stinks. No, it, I mean, the air, that area is actually not that bad. But no, no, I mean, like, it's just like... Uh, yeah okay now i know i'm 20 minutes away so like it's gonna be really tight to get to my flight wait the, you're 20 minutes away from the airport oh no no never mind it must be like a private airport yeah i don't think yeah i was gonna say i don't think where you are is near the airport at all um it's all lockheed next to me so i'm like oh, yeah shit. no you, you're i mean this is yeah you're on like yeah you're pretty you're not that bad from the airport i mean my brother's about a half hour from the airport Anyway, okay. um, you're actually nowhere near yeah. them, which is unfortunate. I, if you were near them, I would tell you, I'd give you like a whole place that you need to go. And, you know, because I love their, their area there and is really nice and walkable. But anyway, so uh, yeah. she she ends up speed walking away from them. And Gus is like, are we just going to stop? And Sean says, don't be William Zapka and back to school, which is a reference I don't get. I haven't seen back to school. Um, Same. Is William Zapka the guy from Karate Kid? I think so, yes. Okay. Which is actually another movie I haven't seen. Don't tell anyone. Okay, I haven't seen it either. Yeah, I just it's definitely like there's types of '80s movies that I'm just like I just it, I can't. Um, uh, wait, oh, question for my older brother: Do you are you gonna have a car? <laughs> no, I won't. No car. And is there any type of food you like specifically? This is exactly what people want for podcast material. Um, I love oh. Japanese food, Italian food. I'm not gonna even try to get Mexican food out there, just because I don't buy it. Cuban food, if they have it, that's that'd be great. I agree. Yeah, the area you're in is actually not super unwalkable. What that's the problem with cities in the south is you can sometimes get go places that there's nothing walkable. You know. Anyway. Gotcha. Um, and so Sean points out that he knows that it was done by someone who knew what they were doing because the body was not near the point of origin of the fire, which is the first thing they look for in a fire. And Sean knows this because he rode the backdraft ride 70 times. Now, I forget. Is there a backdraft ride at Universal Orlando? I forget. I would imagine they're probably... Oh, I don't know, actually. There was a... No, there wasn't. No, you know what it is? They didn't have a backdraft. They had a, um, a twister ride, which is similar. I see. Yeah, I remember just being like super hot inside the backdraft yeah. ride. And mm-hmm. actually, I think I've only seen backdraft once and I was like six years old or something. I've actually never seen backdraft. That's, that's on my list. Because, I mean, Ron Howard's a steady hand director. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. All right. Uh, Michael says that Howl at the Moon is a nightclub people like, but he they don't have experience of it. They're not nightclub people. But there also, used to be Howl at the Moon's here in LA. That's why. And I think also, it was always fun. He said, Kevin said, if you're willing to Uber, there's a his favorite ramen spot called Domu, which is only about 10 minutes away. Yeah, I'm willing to Uber, absolutely. Domu? Yeah, Domu, D-O-M-U. Yeah, he, it, uh, he's mentioned it before. Him and his girlfriend go all the time. Okay, okay, I'll check it out. Anyway, I, yeah, I think I, that actually, I should have remembered that because he takes her there like anytime there's a special occasion. So they go to the fire station and Gus says, hi, fireman, um, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I think he, uh, Sean introduces Gus as Step Anthony Wally Ali. 
probably the weakest one of Step all. Anthony Wally Ali, Cat Stuck in a Tree, yes. But we get the great. The great. One of the best character actors alive, Bruce McGill. Coming in saying, Oh, you're the psycho. <laughs> yes, correct. Um Bruce McGill where do like I know him? I mean he's in from. a lot of Michael Mad movies. He has the best scene in The Insider. I don't know if you've seen that film. I have not seen that film. No. He's yeah, but he's in he's also in Collateral and Miami Vice. Uh, he's in, I mean, really early on, he was in Animal House, um, but, uh, I mean, he's in, I mean, he's just in a lot. Um, let me look up what you know from Bruce McGill. Uh, he's in My Cousin Vinny. Um. I haven't seen that. He's in Time Cop. Suits. By the way, are you, like, familiar with this whole phenomenon of people watching Suits? Of course I am. Well, And I watched the first, like, five seasons of Suits when they were on. I fell off. So did I. So did I. Is that on USA also? Yeah, it was on USA. Yeah, USA was fucking killing it, man. People don't understand. And I think what this is showing is, and I think that this thing you understand, people want long seasons. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, hold on a second. By the Mm -hmm. way, I'll have you know, Bruce McGill, or sorry, Bruce McGill? Mm Mm-hmm. Was on Miami Vice's show and in the fucking movie. I mean, so yeah, I was right two times over. I've never watched the show, but I am a fiend for mojitos, so I have seen, uh, I have seen the film. Wait, was he in the movie? I don't even see that. Is he not in the movie? I might, you know, I might have thought he was because okay, he's no, not, he's not in the movie now. He's in, he's in three other, he's in a bunch of other Michael Mann movies that I was like, I confused. Apologies. That's okay. That anyway, so um, Fireman Paul's dead. Because he was burned in the rank coal fires. And uh, Bruce McGill doesn't want to talk to them because they have been canoodling with Conrad and they're just dealing with a bunch of psychic hokum. Yeah, he's the, he's not a huge fan of this whole uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, Sean pivots. He's like, hey, we're here to basically see... Um, we're here to see Fireman Paul. He was a, I already said this. A, I already said sorry. this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then oh, then we'll get to the metal benzene bit. Oh, okay. So that gets like suspicion. Like, okay, that's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so unfortunately for them, um, his shift is over, so he's checked yeah. out pretty much. He doesn't really want to deal yeah. with them anymore. So he hands him off to his, I guess, second in command, Manetti, mm-hmm. um, while he's off for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, luckily Manetti was one of the people that was there to put out the fire yeah. uh, in the beginning. Um, and he basically tells them that it only took them 33 minutes to put out the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through the conversation, basically lets on that. I, I mean, it ends up being nothing, which is kind of a weird situation. Yeah. But he basically suggests that he was a police officer before he became a firefighter. And I thought yeah. that was going to be a whole thing. And it wasn't. No. But anyway, in order to be able to question them, they lie and say that they're doing the drills with them. And so we got a montage of Sean and Gus doing the training drills. Um, which and, looks really intense. Yeah, I'm I kind of wouldn't want to do it. I kind of wouldn't no. want to try it. You'd want to try it? I, I definitely think I, would. I wouldn't be able to finish it. Um, but I, it would be fun to try. As It would be fun to try as long as there weren't in-shape firefighters around there to make fun of me, um, frankly. <laughs> I, no, I've, but I've always also wanted to do, like, Spartan runs, Spartan yeah. races, and, like, yeah. uh, Tough Mudders. I've always tough wanted mudder, to do yeah. it, but, like... I've never had enough people around me that wanted to, so... Yeah, I think you need you need support. You need people to keep you honest about it um and so anyway as the, the pieces of information they glean is that the buildings were all empty there were wide open spaces and you know there's nothing it was the, the the gist of it is that they were pretty easy to put out like they weren't complicated spots and then we get gus having cpr done on him which is this is so stupid because the you would never like the thing that sean says you need to practice cpr on a live person is just complete nonsense because you can't practice cpr on a live person because the amount of pressure you're supposed to give when you give cpr will break someone's ribs that's the whole point <laughs> you can't correct. do that correct that, that, that's you frustrating because i genuinely feel like not that not that it's the biggest deal in the world but i think people i tv doesn't have to portray anything accurately but i don't like when they portray things like cpr inaccurately because i think people don't understand how much force you need to give when you give cpr because of tv like you really have to be trying to kill the person yeah and also like um if that's your only frame of reference for like how and like a lot of people watch these shows yeah you don't want to be spreading misinformation either so yeah i mean it's it's the thing we talked about and i i I actually think that a legit dangerous thing that tv does is the whole you need to wait 24 hours to report someone missing i would bet a lot of money that there are a hundred people who are dead that wouldn't be dead because their 
you know, family was like, well, we can't report because it's 24 hours. You know, that, that one really pisses me off because that's just a, that is just making up bullshit for a plot. Anyway, um, so they, the, the, the fire alarm sign, they have to go to the fire. They, um, they ride over and uh, they're wearing uh, the uniforms. They drive over themselves, though, right? Yes, they, they do. Don't, yes. Like, actually totally right. Yep, yeah, they do. Yeah. So they arrive at the scene, and they rush in with the uniforms, like you said, and uh, Fire Chief is there. Trombley, mm-hmm. I think is his name. Um, Dan. I Dan wrote Trombley. McGill the entire time because, you know, yeah. Brucey. Yeah, I thought he was off that day, but it turns out he wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got the call on the mm-hmm. scanner, so great. Mm-hmm. So Gus and Sean, Sean and Gus, you know, head into the building, much to Gus's dismay. Mm-hmm. And uh, because Sean needs a super sniffer, he needs to see like if he can sniff mm-hmm. out what's going on there. Yeah, but why doesn't Gus want to go in? What's his concern? Um, he says the fire is attracted to him. To which Sean says, "Of course it is. Look at you, Blair Underwood can't touch you." <laughs> right. <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, he's um, wrong. And so they, um, they. By the way, did you see the did you see the IG link I sent you? Uh, I actually didn't check it because I was uh, I forgot honestly. Okay, that's fine. Um, I'll it, check it, it while we're talking, but yes. What it very you, much uh, has to do with the, the show. Um, okay. So, yeah. So, uh, they go inside, and it's like a fucking disaster in there, and mm. Gus following the protocol. You know, there isn't a lot of smoke in there, but he is, like, on all fours, crawling down, mm. and Sean's basically like, get the fuck up. Like, we need to, like, figure out what's going on. And, you know, they're, like, heading down the hallway, and they notice, like, a part of the ceiling caves in and essentially falls like right in front mm-hmm. of them. So that's their cue to essentially like skidoo. And mm-hmm. so they get out of there. Um, and the next time we see them, they're both sitting on top of a, um, like a gurney. What you, is that a gurney? A stretcher? Yes. A stretcher, a stretcher. Yeah. 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 They're getting oxygen and Manetti comes over and basically sc- scolds them for like being incredibly stupid and irresponsible. I- I will say that this is my this is one of the dumber things they've done. They should not have done this because what the fuck are you do <laughs> like and so um, they point out they realize that they did smell something sweet and that the chief had flakes in his hair of the same t- variety that the ceiling was made out of, which is notable. Correct. And uh, implying Sha- he was in there before the fire started. Exactly. And so Sean says that they're going to catch, he's the arsoner or the fire arseman or Senor Pantalones del Fuego, which is the second best, but that's a joke answer. One thing, Arsassin, they had it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Arsassin is the best by far. And so, um, they, f- we cut to the uh, autopsy again, they found a body there, and uh, there's a piece, an interesting thing that they found, that they found uh, purple rubber and specks of gold between the toes. Yeah, which uh, apparently, according to Sean, belonged mm-hmm. to a a pair of Jet Jaguar sneakers, which were the most uncomfortable sneakers in 1998, and that mm-hmm. was the only year they were sold because they were discontinued mm-hmm. um, shortly after. So clearly, whoever was found in the uh, walls of that building mm-hmm. died in 1998, yeah. or they were like super into like throwbacks. Yeah. And what they note too is that both buildings were built in 1998, and so they decided, oh, we gotta look up a list of things you can build 10 years ago. Uh, that had been built 10 years ago. Sean wants a list of Zoltan machines. Um, to which Juliet gives a thumbs up. That really should be a reaction gif. Like it's a really good thumbs up. Uh, and did, this is did one. You know, uh, did you know that I had to buy a um, a Zoltan machine for one of my projects? I did not. Do tell. Or do you yeah, not? I so, mean. No. So one of my projects when I first was at my company like mm-hmm. four years ago. I had to, they had like a whole basement, like, um, speakeasy bar, but it was like full of like antique furniture. I had to buy like an antique wheelchair. Um, mm-hmm. and I bought a Zoltar machine from Las Vegas and it was about mm-hmm. 5,000 bucks. So mm-hmm. in case you wanted to know, by the way, to answer your question via text, it's the Dr. Phillips location, which is one of my, I, the reason I'm saying it out loud is because Dr. Dr. Phillips, is- Phillips? That's the name of the uh, the area. Yeah, it's one of my favorite n- neighborhood names. I don't know why. I mean, it's named after a guy who was a Dr. Phillips, but yeah, that's the name of the neighborhood. Captain um, Phillips would be better. Yeah, like I knew someone who, uh, my brother started finding college who went to Dr. Phillips High School, which is just great. Anyway, um, and so uh, this is when they talk about how both fires were easy to put out. And so uh, Sean tries to tell Morgan that it was someone inside the, depart- the fire department. What Sean really needs to learn at a certain point 
you re- he has to hold back on saying something's an inside job. He always, not that it's not true, but he always tells people that something's an inside job before he's 100% sure, and he's always surprised that they're bit, they bristle at it. <laughs> right. No, exactly. It's like you need to like have all your fucking ducks yeah. in a row before you start spewing yeah. those accusations out. Yeah. Now, they're back in the fire department, and Gus is concerned that he's bruising on his sternum, which if he, this CPR was done right, he absolutely would. Um, and what's Gus really pissed off about? About whoa, this whoa, fire whoa. department. Oh, what did I skip? Hold on a second. Did I mean? Sorry. Did you? Did we discuss the? Fa- I'm sorry if you said it. Um, I think we were talking about like ramen. Um, but that both of the buildings were built in 1998. Yes, I did. Yes, they were both built okay. ten years ago. Which now we got to the Zoltar machines because they 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 get the list of it. Okay, and the okay, okay, yeah. So what? But what's Gus mad about with the fire department? That he got Bruce because he, he what what don't they him? have what don't they have in this fire department a Dalmatian correct <laughs> I love I think about whenever I see a Dalmatian I think about it would be nice to see one in its natural habitat a lot like that is a that's what I was a lot I just think about all the time because <laughs> I always love when the rules are reversed when Gus is the dumb one because that's yeah, the way the friendships yeah. are because if there's a dumb guy in a smart kind of friendship twenty percent of the time it's flipped and Gus is like <laughs> he thinks that their natural habitat. Um, yeah, I know. It is hilarious. But anyway, he's been following around Chief Dan, and the, the important thing that he noticed is that he heard him on the phone t- talking to people about Accelerant. Correct. Um, yeah, we were talking about Accelerant, and um, yeah, he comes out rushing. Oh no, he talks about how he came rushing out in a panic, and he kind of just comes out out of nowhere, and they almost catch. Oh, sorry, he's he almost catches them. Tr- yeah, he almost catches them, like, sneaking around the, like, firehouse. The fact that they even have, like, free reign, more or less, around the fucking firehouse yeah. is, like, a miracle in and of itself. Yeah. But <clears throat> they catch him looking like he's sabotaging the fire hoses, yeah. but... Um, I mean, what we've re- he's actually just taking off the hose to show the kids. <laughs> correct, yeah. Yeah, he walks, he walks back in, and he's giving yeah. a presentation to all the yeah. little kitties. And, and Gus comes in with an axe, which is very funny. Yeah, looking like Jack Torrance. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, you know, um, they get booted, uh, but not well, before first, for Sean. So, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, there's a whole thing about like not smoking and telling yeah, the kids. It's a good bit. It's a good bit. All that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's all right. And um, but what did Sean do during this bit, which is important for the plot? Yeah. It's he, he switched phones with uh, fire chief Dan mm-hmm. um, and he looks through the caller ID and there's five calls. Uh, going to local hardware stores, mm-hmm. which is where you could buy the accelerant that we've been talking about this whole time. Exactly. And so they have Morgan over to their office to tell her that it's Fire Chief Dan, but she's mostly concerned that the psych office is not up to code. Uh, for one, the smoke detector is just a, a paper bowl with uh, M&M stuck to it, um, and the actual the actual smoke detector is now holding Charleston shoes. There's an overloaded hot uh, have socket. Had, have you ever had a Charleston shoe? I have. I don't dislike them. They're fine. They're chewy. I've never had one. I don't even know what it tastes like. I think it's like vanilla. If I remember correctly, it's like vanilla. It's like old. It's before they knew how to make, you know, crazy chemical flavors. Um, mm-hmm. And so then there's also a hot plate on the ground, which is that that is like, come on, <laughs> that is going to start a fire. Um, anyway, uh, how does how does Sean know this, though? Like, how what does he tell Morgan is really the thing? It's not he didn't steal the cell phone. That'd be crazy. But what did he what's really it's just some strong psychic vibage. Yeah, he's got strong psychic vibage. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, they. Oh, okay. Sorry. He thinks. Th- basically, they just think like they agree. He agrees that it's not. Um. That that the that chief the chief is involved in some way. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, and so. Yeah. They get they get word because because no- because he didn't want her investigating further exactly. and he never from the beginning thought it was arson. And so there's another fire and there's another body, another skeleton. Um but unfortunately after Morgan says we're going to be bringing in Chief Dan for questioning, he's dead too. He died of asphyxiation. He's not a skeleton. Um, yeah, his bo- his body was found in there as well. Yeah. And he's got a bruise on his sternum, which means someone tried to give him CPR. Mhm. Yeah, so the official COD is uh, smoke inhalation, mm-hmm. asphyxiation, yeah. um, and as you said, it looked like someone gave him CPR before he died, mm-hmm. but they're able to get some information on the latest skeleton that was found in there, yeah. uh, because they had something, I forgot what it was called, but it's an ICD. Like a pacemaker, ICD, it's like a mm-hmm. pacemaker 
um, mm-hmm. and they can trace it by its serial number. And they find out the name of the victim is uh, Stephen J. Rankle, mm-hmm. who is the namesake for the Rankle Fires of '98, yeah. which took the life of uh, Fireman Paul. Yes, and someone else, which does who hasn't got a name. They keep saying they mentioned that Fireman Paul died, and then they say the two people died, and you're just like, man, that second guy got short shift in this episode. Um, and so Sean notices that the teeth in one of the photos of Rankle's accomplices uh, matches up with the teeth in one of the skeletons because there's some gaff teeth. He does the width, does the width for a bit. You know, he does the lift, which is you know kind of rude, and, but and uh, he kind of looks like the guy who would have worn those type of shoes. Let's be honest. That's true. And uh, he also suspects that the other victim is up there too. And so um, he's making the assumption that someone hunted them down. Uh, and, t- and now for some reason is taking care of business. And there's one guy left in the crew who they know isn't, who didn't go missing. Uh, and that is Bodie Lambert. Well, he did go missing like from the area. Um, yes. But they, but that he's not, that he's he didn't alive. go. Yeah. Um, and what, what's Lassie's, what is Lassie going to do? Um, I forgot. I don't know what he said. He Maybe this is just a, this. This is just another joke that I think this episode was on a lot in repeats, so I know it very well. Uh, the we're gonna put a bolo on him, but you're issuing him a bolo. Oh time? yeah, <laughs> Which, you know, it's fun. I love. I love, <laughs> I love bolo I mean, ties. Yeah, I, bolo ties are always funny. Whenever you, whenever you see someone pull, try to pull one off, that's funny. And whenever someone does pull it off, you're like, holy shit! Like that's very few people. I'll say this, if someone who is not, like, an actual cowboy can pull off a bolo tie, that's, they're one of those people that can pull off anything, you know? I was going to say Native American, but, yeah. Uh, or, yeah, or Native American, of course. I mean, obviously, yes, it is originally a Native American thing. I, I would say that any Native American person can pull it off, both because they Correct. can and because I'm not going to say if they couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so they, uh, Morgan and Sean are in Ar- Army's office. Um, Army Johnson is really quite a name. Yeah, it just really fucks you up when you try to say it because it just doesn't like sound like. I mean, you say Army Hammer, but like obviously now you really don't want to say Army Hammer. I mean, um, they basically have the same name too because Hammer and Johnson mean the same thing. <laughs> that's a great one. Yeah, thank that's you. a good shout. Thank you. Good shout. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I one of my favorite uh, bits is I don't follow them anymore mostly because I just made a point to unfollow everyone from Barstool. But remember, PFT commenter used to tweet person's name literally translates a point of my hair was jihad ward who was running back jihad ward's name literally translates to guantanamo bay um and one is of my favorite really? no but if you think of jihad ward jihad ward is guantanamo bay oh yeah, yeah and one of them was i forget it was like uh duke johnson translates the poop penis <laughs> and it's and i've always said that like as a jets fan i know what heartbreak is because my owner's name is literally penis penis um anyway that's true so Woody Johnson, yeah, yeah, it's been his erection, <laughs> erection, erection, John, er, erection, Dick, uh, and Randy Johnson, of course, is horny penis. Um, ah. I mean, I, I names translating to things is one of my favorite. Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite joke constructions. But anyway, we realized that these buildings were all ten built ten years ago. They were abandoned and not for sale, and so they're trying to figure out why that is. And uh, Johnson says that they need to fill out an IG eighty eight form. Which, because I'm a fucking dork, I'm like, haha, that's a fun reference. IG-88 is the name of the assassin droid in Star Wars. A uh, little joke for you. Now it's, I'll say this, now they probably wouldn't do that reference, because an IG-88 is a very important character in The Mandalorian, whereas back in the day that was just like a low, like that was a very, un- yeah, very niche. Like he's in Boba Fett's like pack of assassins, there's an IG-88 droid. Um, but then in the Mandalorian, he's a pretty important character. So I, I think it's now too mainstream to make that joke. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. so the firearm goes off and Sean and Gus sneak back into the office to see what's what. Yeah, they sneak in there uh, and they go through his computer. I just looked at the IG-88 and I know what it is. Um, yeah, they yeah. go through his computer and they find a list of all the buildings that were built in 1998. And almost all of them are set, or all of them, I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. No, no. The ones that were the ones that were burned down are all set. Not all of the things built in 1988. Correct. But I mean, it stands to reason that a lot of them yes. will be burnt over the next correct um, x amount of time. Correct. Um, so yeah, they they find the that list. Gus prints it out, and Sean takes off um, and tells Gus that he wants to take mm-hmm. off too. That he should take off ASAP. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we start to see that the basically the fire sprinklers go off and mm-hmm. kind of soaks the list. So the fact that they have any information on that list is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And so um, 
they get that information that one of these buildings will be next because they're going to use the buildings that they're going to tear into the walls. And um, uh, Morgan and that says that she, the body's being discovered. Yes. And Morgan says that Sean's a strange person, but extremely effective, but she denies the fist bump once again. And it turns out we got a hit on the, uh, the Bolo in a Motel 6, Dobson tells Lasseter, uh, in Barceau. Um, but when they get there, the room's empty. Or it seems. Mm-hmm. Sean notices, like, something falling from, like, one of the ceiling cracks mm-hmm. or the, mm-hmm. acoust- uh, sorry, the ceiling tiles. And he asks for a little, or he pulls out a fucking, uh, what do you call those, like a baton? A nightstick. Uh, that that's like a non typical nightstick. Yeah, it's it's a baton. It's an it's a baton. It's you a said baton. it right. I don't know why I tried to correct you. Yeah, no, it's it's your nature. Um he pulls out the, the desk chair, essentially, and knocks over one of the ceiling tiles mm-hmm. and out comes Bodie. Right mm-hmm. crash luckily for him he landed right on the bed, so good yeah. for him. He picked a good spot to be hiding out on. So Lassie is interrogating him. He doesn't get anywhere. But Sean notices that he has like a star ring on his finger. And so he thinks he's superstitious. So Sean comes in eating a leaf um, and says that he is a psychic interrogator. But he correctly Uh, guesses from the ring that he's Wiccan specifically, which is not something I would have guesstimated. No. And Sean says that he's a male Wiccan, that he's level eight, Jack. Uh, He clearly doesn't know anything about the Wiccan faith. Neither do I. Um, But... You know, Sean probably should have known, known a little bit before he did this bit. Yeah, should have known that. But, you know, he manages to smooth talk his way into it. And um, so, yeah, obviously he says that, like, Mother Nature's pissed off at him for his crimes because he's mm-hmm. been burning shit down. And, you know, Bodhi says that he didn't kill anybody. And he, he, he suggests that it was that guy. Mm-hmm. And that guy is someone that 10 years ago apparently started hunting them. They all, all the, what was it? The, what was the it? wrinkle gang, all the wrinkle gang, um, all of them. And uh, so he tells him about how he was grabbed from his car, brought to like a site where he was basically kneeled down and about to be executed, but the gun jammed. And for whatever reason, the would be executioner just abandoned ship and took off and, mm-hmm. The only thing he can't remember what it, where he was because he had a bag over his head. Mm-hmm. But what he can remember is that he heard the sound of birds, hundreds of birds, and they were all chirping. So something yes. to marinate on. And so Henry comes to help him out because the police thought that the bird chirping clue was too vague. Um, and so, but now they know the motive to avenge the deaths of the firemen. And um, the thing about bird chirping, bird chirping, and then Sean brings up Miss Mugglesworth. Yeah, uh, which was Gus's. Uh, I don't know what kind of bird was it. A parrot? No, it wasn't a parrot. They didn't. They, I don't remember what they said. Yeah, he said something. Um, and basically, it's the whole story about you know when your pet's about to die and your family makes up an excuse for uh, taking them somewhere where they'll be happier or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing about Gus's excuse was that the bird that he had mm-hmm. had a rare bird disease mm-hmm. that. Would make its feathers fall out if someone looked at him. Mm-hmm. Or them. Her. Miss Mugglesworth. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, yeah. And so, um, there, that bird sanctuary is right near the Daedalus building, which is uh, going to be torn down, is going to be opened up like the next day. So it's going to be burned down today. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, Sean decides he's got to call Morgan, but of course we get that classic shot in any sort of thriller or cop show where someone's like, I need to call so-and-so, and then they cut to a phone buzzing on the ground, you know, um, that she's knocked out. She's knocked out, and she's getting uh, some sort of liquid accelerant mm, being yes. poured on her, essentially. Yeah. So Sean and Gus go inside, and they see Army Johnson in there in a black hoodie, and um, he's ready to burn it all down. He's clearly at wit's he's end. He's got the lighter on him. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's like, you know, they, they, these people had families, you know, uh, he just, he's justifying yada, yada, yada. Um, I gotta but, say, this is like probably the most like insane person that's ever yeah. been on this show so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. He killed like, I respect like it. nine, he killed like nine people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Sick though. And then the thing is like, I, I, I'm glad the truth is he probably looks more like an actual serial killer than serial killers in movies and TV dude, to be honest. I mean, he, he 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 definitely looks. He's in the same. He's in the same camp as Dennis Rader. You know. Um, <laughs> Good lord. Okay. What? Yeah. 
what, what like i like i wasn't a serial killer guy when i was in like 18 come on like we don't have to pretend that we weren't who we were um right and so uh sean's kind of they're but they're appealing to his goodness though like we don't deserve to die and which he obviously understands because he's like he doesn't want to kill people who are not you know um involved now is that a good moral compass no because you probably shouldn't kill people to begin with um but uh-huh. uh He's not he's not so crazy that he's going to kill Sean and Gus, but he does decide that he's going to try to kill himself, which is probably, you know, understandable. Yeah, correct. So he lights himself on fire. We get like a nice fire stunt, I think. It looked pretty mm-hmm. solid. Um, mm-hmm. And Gus, like the whole time was kind of sneaking his way around and he mm-hmm. had like some sort of blanket on him. So he mm-hmm. jumps basically mm-hmm. on him, kind of tries to put him out. And we don't really see what happens until the police show up, the firefighters show up, mm-hmm. and we get like a dramatic exit of the building mm-hmm. by first Sean carrying uh, Morgan in mm-hmm. his arms, putting her on a stretcher. And mm-hmm. then he looks back and Gus is, mm-hmm. has a pretty heavy um, body on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I would imagine he's got um, what's it called? Uh, Army's yeah. body over his shoulders. Mm-hmm. He gives him over to the firefighters and yeah, it's a pretty badass scene. Yeah. And they're trying to explain what happened and Sean's coughing a bunch, but then Gus is like, he's the bad guy. And so then we cut to the end bit where Gus is now doing some volunteer work at the fire department and um, Sean has a gift for him, a fire dog. Now, is it a Dalmatian? No, it's not. It's a clearly like old and ill dog with some spots on it. Yeah, Lady Godiva. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got spots painted on it and he basically leaves them with it. And yeah, it's really kind of it. Yeah, it's a it's a weekend. But uh, what we give this episode out of ten? I gave it an eight out of ten. So did I. It's a it's a you know a nice episode. There's bits I like. Uh, it's you know, it's it, it it's actually a pretty well made episode. I think that the fire stuff looks good. Um, it doesn't look like basic cable so much. Uh, and yeah, I'm excited with about it. And uh, like it's definitely one of the episodes I've seen the most. But we're gonna be able to follow you on Twitter and whatever you know whatever website people are using these days. You could just follow me at Andre Barrera yeah. at twitter.com. Yeah, yeah same. Right. You can follow me at the Jake Christie on twitter.com. I mean, I use other stuff. I use Instagram sometimes and whatever, but mostly uh, Twitter. And please rate, review, subscribe, share the show with the biggest psych fan in your life. And more importantly, tune in next time. And whew, very exciting. Tune in next time as we talk about any given Friday night at 10 p.m. <laughs>